And just like that, it is the last weekend of August. How about that? Welcome to Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Good hour plan for you. Stick around. On the way, Ask Annex going to talk about insurance policy conversions, inheritance options, and a gift for a newborn. That's on the way. Also coming up, hear the difference. This is an Annex Wealth Management client sharing his story. I love this story. Please stick around for that. I'm Danny Clayton. Todd Voigt is our chief investment strategist. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, welcome to you. Yeah, you'll remember, Danny, last week we were talking a lot about Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is the symposium that goes on with these economists from all over the world, the Bank of Japan and Bank of England and all these Fed governors. They come to Jackson Hole and they sit around and uh, drink cocktails and talk about the world of monetary policy. And we were very much looking forward to Friday afternoon when Chairman Powell was going to speak. Can we wind the clock back? Because he, so we, he doesn't, yeah, right? Because well, it was did. quite an impact on Friday. He did. And after he spoke, uh, the market reacted violently. We ended up going down more than 800 points on Friday. And that, that certainly sent a shiver in the markets. And I think one of the reasons that has happened, Todd, is because Chairman Powell really put a more hawkish view on the Fed's policy. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, there was the expectation that that was going to happen. But at the same time, you know, some were talking that this was a do-nothing type Jackson Hole and that it could nothing could come out of it possibly. But the greater consensus, I thought, did expect a little more hawkish tone and a pushback on that potential pivot next year. We didn't buy into that for a number of reasons I could go into, but um, yeah, it certainly pushed down the market. So let's talk about that. So the Fed has got to try to get inflation under control, and it certainly became unanchored. I remember one year ago, Todd, uh, then when they were meeting at their annual meeting uh, in Wyoming, they were talking about uh, inflation being transitory. And, and you and I talked about that and said that certainly doesn't make sense. And if they don't get control of it, it would become unanchored. And that is exactly what happened. I saw some stunning numbers today in in Europe, where, listen to this, Germany's CPI report is above 30%, uh, and that's just shocking. And even in the UK, it's approaching 20%. So there is inflation all over the world. And here, they're still trying to slow conditions down uh, because the job market is still very tight. So the, the idea that the Fed thought that the inflation was, in, was transitory, there's a component that actually is. However, the core part of that is going to settle down in that 4 to 5% area, and they're not going to get it back down to their target of 2%. So you might get some relief in some aspects of inflation that, that what really would be textbook transitory, but, but you're you not going to get it in the yeah, rest Yeah, but let of me it. just jump in, Todd. You know, I, I think I was... I was pretty uh, was pretty excited about the idea that the Fed was going to make a mistake, that they weren't reacting quick enough, and that it would become unanchored. And, and now they have admitted, they have come out and admitted that they did react too slowly, and they said they're going to learn from that, obviously. But when you look at uh, what's happening and the fact that they're purposely trying to slow the economy down, that is the reason why the stock market reacted, because there's companies then, of course, that it's going to hurt their profit margin. Absolutely. And so there's a trade-off you know do do they fight inflation or do they alleviate the risk of going into recession well they made it clear in this speech that you know the fight is with inflation 
that the you know whether we go into recession is secondary that ties in with earnings and the reason i say that the the they see the inflation concern because they they didn't bring up and didn't talk about the international scene we know uh, what's going on there but you got productivity plunging that's inflationary you got a number of factors that are going to put a floor under inflation that's why i say you may see a fed that has to settle for five percent inflation or four percent inflation as much as they try to get it down to their target of two and they'll still drive the economy into recession because yeah. don't forget they raised rates quarter half 75 75 and he's talking friday about raising another 75 in september Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano is our President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. We've got them for the whole hour. We can review, available on demand this weekend, either at the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel or within the Axiom, which is delivered Sunday mornings. You can subscribe to get the latest. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Saturday, August 27th. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference? One team, one plan, one fee. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. A couple of things maybe this weekend. Sign up for the Adaxium, our free weekly newsletter. Connect on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Our Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel with all of the videos that our company produced. Really good, great educational stuff. Over 1,500 of them. Check out the brand new SWAT podcast with members from our Annex Wealth Management investment team. And this show will be available on demand at the top of the hour at the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel. I'm Danny Clayton. Todd Boyd is in the studio. He is Chief Investment Strategist. Dave Spano, our President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, thanks, Danny. I just wanted to continue the conversation we were having in the first segment about the Federal Reserve and, of course, some of their actions. And, of course, we all know, because we talk about it often enough, that they have two jobs or a dual mandate. One is to keep uh, the United States uh, fully employed, and the second is to have what are called price controls, or, in other words, keep inflation under control. Well, obviously, the job market is super strong, and so they are off that job. They think they they have achieved it, and the labor markets are continuing to be tight. So the Federal Reserve is trying to attack the inflationary job, and they are talking tough, Todd. Uh, we were talking earlier that earlier in the year, you know, that you know, I'd say that half of what they say is uh, is tough talk. They got to talk down inflation. Would they really let the economy go deep into recession? They may really emphasize that a little more on Friday in that talk, but um, the market's taken it um, unusually well, as if it's already discounted. Ten-year yeah. treasuries didn't change much. Uh, the futures markets pricing in fifty-five percent chance they're going to. That last I checked, that they're going to raise rates seventy-five basis points in September. So, I was really surprised that part of it, in terms of expectations, didn't change it, that yeah. much. Yeah, and, and and I'll say, you know, they are talking tough, and maybe that's the transitory part that they're actually going to be right about is they're going to talk tough now and then get away from it come 2023 when the economy slows down because raising rates has a lagging effect. And so it really hasn't even kicked in oh. yet, and this could be next year before you everything hit, slows down. You hit the nail on the head. The, um, the, the lag effect of 25 basis point, 50, 75, 75, coming off of zero is not the same thing as a 75 basis point hike on 6% like it was 25 years ago. I've said all along that leg effect of those rate hikes are going to show up in December, January. We also said earlier um, that the softness in the economy would show up August, September. That's happening, 
and and they're maintaining that tough talk, which is really getting the market to react to that. But you're right about the end of the year, and then they're they're leaning toward letting the economy fall in recession. And, it's and, driving the market lower. And, and it is driving the market lower. And it's about a 50% chance right now, and about a 40% that they'll have what's called a soft landing. In other words, they'll slow down the economy, they'll get inflation under control, but not cause a recession. That is, uh, that's about a flip of the coin one way or another right now. But they say that they're not convinced that inflation has peaked. But there are some things that we're seeing that are, of course, good news. And that is that the supply chain is starting to loosen up. And the fact that China is starting to come back online. You can see car prices starting to level off. All of those things are good, but the reason inflation had slowed down was because of energy prices started to come back. But now you Correct. look at what's happening around the world with, you know, Russia has this pipeline called Nord Stream 2 that they say they're going to take offline. And then, of course, the Saudis said they're going to cut back on production. So energy prices uh, may not be their friend coming forward. Especially going into winter. But uh, you're right earlier about personal consumption expenses which they watch came in softer than expected, which confirms the case that we might have seen peak inflation in June. But our argument is it's going to remain elevated. Uh, you don't know, and this is uncharted territory for anybody that looks at the, 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 the magnitude of the rate hikes and the speed of adjustment in the economy by year end. So that this argument about a soft landing in 40%, I'd say nah, you're probably looking at a 10% chance of a soft landing. Right. Uh, not likely. It it remains to be seen. We'll be curious to see what happens. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Uh, really appreciate you coming on today. And, of course, folks, this really means that you've got to go through your portfolio because there's places that can do well in inflationary environments, and there are places that you can invest that can be a good haven when the economy slows down. That is the reason why you need to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it, Danny. Don't go alone, folks. Team up with Annex Wealth Management is a fee-only fiduciary. What we handle on your behalf is investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. The place to start is our website, AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. Coming up next, details on a really useful seminar for anybody involved with running their company 401k. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Good to be here, Danny. Technology, powerful, influential. No matter where you look, it's part of the entire employee data landscape. Two-edged sword, though, properly used, it's amazing. But it can also create confusion for employees who are left with more questions than answers. And then there's emerging technologies. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, technology plays a huge role. It absolutely does, Danny. I think you and I and the people here at Annex are understanding of that because we deal with it every day. But even people who are in industries that they don't really think of as very tech heavy, it plays a bigger, more important role on your everyday life than you might expect. So it, it's it's an issue that affects everybody. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. This segment is for company owners, CFOs, HR professionals, and anybody who's involved in taking care of a valuable resource, and that's humans, your employees. If you're doing it right, you're serving your employees as members of the team. Their success washes over on you. There's no question about that, Danny. You see, happy workforce is a is a happy business, and the opposite is true. If if you're not adequately taking care of people, if you're not taking care of the things that help them, it can really turn out badly for you. So, double-edged sword, just like you said. 
Tom Parks and his retirement plan services team at Annex Wealth Management staging an in-person event Wednesday, September 14th, 1 o'clock. It's called Employee Data and 401k Plans, New Challenges. Tom, let's start at the beginning. What kind of employee data are we talking about? Yeah, there's no shortage of data out there as it pertains to employees. We're going to have a speaker from Fidelity, Dave Sargent, is going to talk about employee data that you get in your retirement plan record keeping system and the behaviors of your employees. So not just, you know, deferral rates, things like that, but there's a lot you can extrapolate in terms of overall behavioral trends within your workforce that you can then use to make improvements throughout your business. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting angle on a take on a bit of information that people might not otherwise think of. This isn't the bad big brother. This is the good big brother. That's kind right. Of, right. Yeah, this yeah. is the data over which you actually have control and you use to try to make yeah. people's lives better instead of, you know, canceling them out or something <laughs> right. like that. So you talked about data being collected. It's valuable for an organization. And you mentioned fidelity. Is How is that collected? I mean, just their usage, so their the, patterns? What? Sure. All the different record keepers. If you, if you have a 401k plan, Plan. They're called the record keeper for that reason. They keep all of the records. And that those records include everything from compensation to the amounts people save, the frequency with which they change those savings rates, whether they're doing pre-tax Roth, where their money's invested. There's a lot of information in there. Age data, hire, termination, all this stuff. And so that's the pool of information we're talking about here. Yeah. And, and that data then has a purpose. It's it's more than the raw numbers. You got to optimize that data. And more important, you got to protect that data. Yeah. And that's why we are also having speaker talk about cybersecurity. So from the record keeping perspective, Empower, another very large 401k record keeper, their head of cybersecurity uh, communications is actually flying out from Boston to talk about how are they protecting that data. And, you know, you can kind of extrapolate from that conversation, how is our industry overall making sure that that data is protected? So cybersecurity is going to be a big piece of this as well. Oh, people are sneaky, aren't they? Aren't they, though? Well, you look at $7 trillion in 401k plans, it's not a surprise that the cyber thieves are starting to come after it. You yeah, know? We're, you rob banks because, what, the money's yeah, there? Yeah, that's it's, where the money is. You got thing. it. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management, an in-person presentation Wednesday, September 14th, 1 o'clock, employee data and 401k plans, new challenges. Now, you're good at what you do, but you're bringing in some some really smart people. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Danny. So, yeah, I'm good at it, but let's get the real smart people in. No, <laughs> you're right. We are. Uh, I already mentioned Dave Sargent from Fidelity. Trish McGinnity is coming from uh, Empower. We're also going to have a panel discussion with people from the Midwest Insurance Group, Tri-City National Bank, and Octavian Technology Group to talk about beyond 401k and employee data and cybersecurity, just broader cybersecurity concerns for businesses. And then actually Cameron Vetter from Octavian Technology Group is also going to do a little bonus segment on artificial intelligence, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that part. Interesting. Folks, if you're involved with recruiting and retaining great employees, it's an in-person event. It's for you. If you're in range of this radio show, you were invited. It's a whole afternoon, but it's worth your time. Let's talk about where it's happening. We are hosting this at the Discovery World Museum downtown on Milwaukee's lakefront. So we chose that as a location because it's kind of centrally located for our region. It is one of the most beautiful places to host an event. If you have not been to the top floor of the Discovery World, uh, that alone is a reason to show up for this thing. We think that the environment of science and all that, this is not a sales pitch. This is really, we want to help educate people and inform them about a really critical issue. We're going to have uh, people coming all the way to Chicago, all the way to Appleton, and attendees 
Ladies are eligible for SHRM, CPE, and HRCI credit, and that's something. That is correct, Danny. If you don't know what those things are, then it probably doesn't apply to you. But if you do, we don't need to explain it because you already know what all that stuff means. That's right. Company owners, CFOs, HR professionals, great benefits attract and retain great employees. It's going to be a great networking opportunity. You can interact with both our panel and experts and other business leaders, right? Yep, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. is the event, and there are going to be people from all walks of life, different businesses there, so it will be informative and, like you said, great networking opportunity for sure. Excellent. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, and retirement plan services. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Bottom of the hour, time for news. Let's head to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. We're back and it's time for Ask Annex. Same rules as always. You're always welcome to drop in a question via our website at AnnexWealth.com. We get back to everybody. Some folks don't want their stuff on the show and that's fine. They become anonymous. Before I get too far down the road, let's introduce everybody. Randy Winkler, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Sarah Kyle, wealth manager, Annex Wealth Management. Hello to you. Hello, Danny. First one is anonymous. I have a bunch of life insurance policies collected over the years. Many have cash value. I've heard of people converting those policies, but to what? More insurance? A different type of insurance? Interesting question, Randy. It is. It's not uncommon for us to see people, especially highly compensated people, have a whole bunch of policies. We've seen more than a dozen. And a lot of times they've been accumulated over the years and maybe they're not sure how they work, even what the cost is. What we do is an insurance evaluation. So we don't sell insurance, but we have some extremely well-vetted insurance partners that we work with. And the first thing we take a look at is and say, okay, how much insurance is needed, if any? Many cases you reach a point in life where you don't need life insurance anymore. But if you do need it, how much? After we determine that, we take a look at what do they currently own? What is it? What's it cost? How does it work? Is it appropriate? If that's the case, we take a look with our insurance partners and say, how can we do better? How often do you find people underinsured versus overinsured? That's a good question. I think quite often we see people where they've reached the point where they no longer need insurance, so they're overinsured. But it's equally common where we'll see some people that do not have enough life insurance. We just had a case recently with a client, extremely highly compensated, had a lot of insurance policies. And when we did this evaluation, we determined they were underinsured by several million dollars, but the policies they were in were very expensive. So by doing our analysis and coming up with some suggestions, we could get them the appropriate amount of insurance. And we saved them over $20,000 a year in premiums. Hello. They they were pretty happy about that. Yeah. (laughs) The question also mentioned converting. So what Oftentimes we see is that people are in cash value life insurance and they've accumulated it over their lifetime and they can reach a point where they may no longer need life insurance. What happens in that case is we can often convert that to long-term care insurance, which is often needed when you get later in life. So it's a way to repurpose insurance. We do something called a 1035 exchange, which basically means it happens without taxes. And we take the insurance that's no longer needed and cover a need. Everybody perked up when they heard without taxes. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Next one's from Phil. My wife is going to be coming into a significant inheritance. We don't know the exact amount, but it will allow us to pay off all of our debt with the exception of the house and the car. House is financed with a 30-year loan at 2.75%, and the car is 0% for 60 months. What's the right call here? Do we pay a lump sum towards the mortgage, or do we refinance at a higher rate? The third option is to invest the money and just pay enough to get out of PMI. Well, I would suggest option number three. You have what I call free money on that car loan. Just make sure you're making the monthly payments on time and pay it off 
when it's due, and you have very cheap money for your mortgage. So I would suggest paying enough to get rid of that PMI and then invest the money. Next one up on Ask Annex is anonymous. Can I use my HSA funds to cover a previous medical expense if I opened a new HSA and transferred my old HSA money into it? Well, we've spoke a lot about HSAs over the years, and we have a lot of content on our YouTube channel. But what I think is happening here is he has an HSA maybe that only allows for cash, and he wants to have more options by opening up an investment HSA. Because you don't have to move your HSA. You can leave it wherever you want. So if he's looking for additional features, it is portable. You have the option to do pretty much whatever you want with your HSA. And as far as his question on covering the expenses, HSAs are very flexible. As long as you can prove with a receipt that you paid an expense out of pocket, you can go back and reimburse yourself from expenses incurred years ago and from either HSA, from the old one and the new one, or have a combination. It's Ask Annex. Got a question for us. You head to our website, look for the Ask tab. Everybody gets an answer. Some wind up on the radio and some do not, but this one does from Jonathan. Hello, my sister is expecting, and when the child arrives, I'd like to gift it some sort of financial account or bond between $1,000 and $5,000. Any suggestions on what type of gift or account would work the best? Well, Jonathan, I'm a big fan of the 529 plans for college savings. Contributions amounts and tax deductions will vary by state, but it grows tax-free and comes out tax-free if used for qualified higher education expense. But if you didn't want to do that, you could also do a custodial brokerage account, which you control until the child, your niece or nephew, turns either 18 or 21, depending on the state you open the account in. But the drawback is that that child gets full control of the account at the age, and if they aren't responsible with money, that might be not be spent in the uh, manner you intended. So to avoid that happening, you could also do a regular brokerage account in your own name and earmark the savings and investments for your niece or nephew. You would have control and the freedom to use the money as you see fit. And what's cool about doing a brokerage account for your niece or nephew is you can teach them about investing and get them engaged at a young age. And that will really help them get interested in what they're doing and what they're investing in. And Jonathan, congratulations on becoming named Uncle of the Year already, even before birth. That is Ask Annex. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. If we can help on anything else, that website is AnnexWealth.com for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary, as we always urge you. Know the difference. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. My pleasure. Randy Winkler, CFP and Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Sure. Happy to be here. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment, an opportunity to meet a real-life client of Annex who we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. It is another Hear the Difference conversation. Let's say hello to Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Hey, Danny. How are you today? Good, thanks. Hey, at the top, let's get some business out of the way, some quick questions. You are a client of Annex Wealth Management? Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? That's correct. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. That's correct. Complete transparency, ladies and gentlemen. I met Garrett doing what we call punishment. How would you describe what it is that we do? It's something that makes no sense to most people. Well, Danny, we like to go rucking, which is essentially walking around with 40-pound backpacks on our backs for between three and six miles. And we also do this at five o'clock in the morning, three days a week. Then after that, we 
lift heavy things like sandbags to try to maintain some strength. Essentially, I was really just looked at it as training for a life. There you go. And that's why we call it punishment. So in the course of our rucks and our various workouts, the conversation is all over the place. You and I are about the same age and retirement, I'm sure, must have come up at some point. And plus, Deanne Phillips from our crew was part of the gang as well. At the time, you were not that far from actual retirement, were you? Yeah, that's correct, Danny. I think we met about two years ago during our rucks. Our conversations go a lot of different places while we're walking next to each other for two to three hours. And one of those places was retirement. For me at that point, it was about two to three years away from retiring. So at that point, did you have any kind of a plan in place? I'm sure you had investments. Actually, I had lots of plans in place. Uh, The problem was that they were really just strictly for my investments. I really hadn't looked at any kind of tax planning. I hadn't looked at any kind of insurance after I left my current job because I'm retired before I hit 65. I had lots of things all over the place, but I didn't have any one person that was helping me to coordinate all those aspects. Through our discussions, I ended up realizing very quickly that I really need to have someone that was way smarter than me about those things, specifically helping me coordinate all the aspects of my retirement. Now, you're a pretty smart guy. you got an engineering background, and I'm going to guess that probably means that you approach things from an engineering type of standpoint. Very much so. I did start putting money away very early. As soon as I got my first job out of school, I started putting money away, and then I took advantage of my employer's 401k plan. So my wife and I have been pretty much saving our entire lives. We developed a pretty good nest egg. The problem that we ran into is as retirement got closer, I realized that there was a lot more to my overall planning than just strictly the investment part of it. If I'm going to take retirement funds, where do I take them from? How much income do I want in a given year? And through our discussions with Deanne on on our rucks, she really helped me kind of understand that Annex was the place to help me with all of those aspects of retirement. What I was really looking for was one place. So I only had to make one phone call if I had a question about whether it was my wife going on to Medicare or whether it was my personal insurance as far as my health insurance or where my investments were. Trusting the person that was making those decisions for me was absolutely critical to going with Annex. And you went through all the typical steps that everybody does, the portfolio analysis, the meetings with the wealth manager. And when it was right, you became a client of Annex. Was there a moment when you thought, you know what, these people are different? Absolutely. I was actually having a discussion with Deanne about something with regard to rolling my 401k over to Annex and a couple of other questions that I have. And we talked for probably about 20 minutes uh, before I even realized that she was actually on vacation when we had that conversation. Yet she still picked up the phone because that was important to her. And I've never had a group that I worked with before where somebody picked up the phone when they were on vacation because it was an important question that I had. And that really meant a lot to me. As I get a little bit older, I realize that my time is worth something. When you've got limited amount of time left, uh, you want to make sure that you are taking best advantage of it. I simply didn't have the time to do the research that I really would have needed to do to, to do the things that I've done with Annex. And another thing that was really important to me was to be able to find someone that my wife, Christine, was comfortable with. I've seen too many cases, my mom's case in particular, where something happened to the husband or another partner in the relationship. And in my case, I didn't want Christine to be left not understanding or not knowing where everything was placed and not knowing what to do. I've seen that cause way too much heartache. So you are freshly retired. 
I would love for you to share the story about the grand adventure, and it is a grand adventure. My wife and I are going to be leaving on our 32-foot Nordic tug, and we're going to be completing a trip that's called the Great Loop. It's about a 6,000-mile trip that we take around the eastern half of the United States. We'll leave the Great Lakes, we'll go over to the Mississippi, then down to the Ohio River, then take the river system down to Mobile, Alabama. Uh, We'll spend the winter down in Florida and the Bahamas, and then in the spring we'll come back up the East Coast, and we will go up into Canada for the summer, and then we'll spend the summer up into Canada and the Great Lakes. Uh, We'll be coming back to our home port. Folks, you're listening to this, so you can't see Garrett, but he's actually in motorcycle gear. You're involved in an organization that does some pretty amazing work with abused children. Working with a group called Guardians of the Children, Uh, We're an organization, we have 46 chapters in 19 states, and then we have six chapters in Canada. We work with abused children and their families to try to give them strength and stability throughout their ordeal. We work with the public also to educate them and to recognize and react to child abuse. When a parent or guardian of an abused child approaches us for help, we actually adopt the child into our group and give them their own road vest and their own road name. We will escort the family to court and be there for them to provide support for whatever they need as far as help and support when they are in court. We're just really there to be emotional support and to let them know that they're not alone. That's awesome. Garrett, we are glad to be your partner on land, two wheels, and on the water. Thank you. Thank you very much, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference? One team, one plan, one fee. Quick reminder, this show available on demand at the top of the hour on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel. If you came in late and said, hey, I kind of like what these guys are talking about, that's great. That's what it's there for. I'm Danny Clayton. Also joined in the studio, Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Good to be here. Our buddy Dave Spano still here. He's President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, uh, in your side of the business, Tom, is the qualified plan business, the 401k area, and there are so many laws and so many rules that you have to apply. So you have to pay attention to what's coming down the pike, and we saw a lot of moving parts over the last month. We saw the CHIPS Act. We saw the Inflation Protection Act, and most recently we saw the student debt forgiveness. And you and I had a conversation, and you made a great line that you can be political without being partisan. And I think we should try to explain the student loan forgiveness in a relatively apolitical way. Yeah, in context, I think is important, too, because a big part of what we do on our team is we help people with overall financial wellness that often gets incorporated into the 401k plan atmosphere, as you know. And so we've been looking at this throughout as we talk about basic budgeting and debt and student loan is a big part of that. And if you look at some of the programs that have already been in place, so you've got the public service loan forgiveness program, and that's been around for a while. If you look at the rates of actual completion for people who have applied for those loans, you're looking at a rate of just over 2% have been accepted since November of 2020. So when we look at, and before that, you're looking at rates of under 1% right. where the, the loans are actu- actually approved. So I just want to make sure that people, as they're doing their budgeting and their planning, and they hear this news, they think, sweet, $10,000, right. it's going to be great. By all means, I would say if you are eligible for this and you can get it, I'd take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it actually. It. We'll see if it actually happens, and we know there's going to be some pushback by it. But you know, we, what you're telling people, I guess we could say this on the air. If you think you're going to get ten or twenty thousand dollars, don't book your your trip to Hawaii based on. This <laughs> yeah, story. exactly. You know, I would say it's 
like I said, if you can get it, I, by all means, I would take it if it was offered to me. It's just that you want to be careful about some of these things. There are a lot of moving parts. It's not all certain. This There's a lot of fine print that hasn't even been written on this yet. So just be be aware of that and be careful. And of course, you know, we, we there is obviously some political motivation by putting this out right before an election, right? And there's certain people that are affected by it that, of sure. course, are going to be very excited about the option or the opportunity to get some type of reduction in this student debt. So uh, folks, we just want to, you know, go in with this with your eyes wide open is, I guess, what Tom's trying to tell you. Absolutely. And this is one of many things that we look at. Uh, people's budgets are complicated and paying back student loans, there's there's a lot, you know, car prices are up. We were looking at uh, a thing we did recently with a client where the uh, we did kind of a trivia game. We were asking people, one of the things that stuck out to me was the average price a monthly payment for a new car, and we had a multiple choice, and almost nobody got the answer right. It was over $700. No so, way. Wow. yeah, when you look at the things that you know you have to allocate in your budget, this is really appealing to think this might get smaller. Just you know, be careful and make sure you plan for it. just in case, be prepared to pay it. And, and of course, you know, that probably is a plan B. Your plan A should always be what, Tom? Well, if you take out a loan and you sign a piece of paper that says you're going to pay somebody back, you should plan on doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> and of course, and of course, in, in the in what you do in the qualified plan side is to use those tools uh, to the best of their ability. Yeah, for sure. And it's something that does come across our desks. You know, sometimes people say, you know, I can't afford to save and we're trying to help people save. And when we start Start looking at what's going on with their budgets. We understand, yeah, okay, when you have this many other payments, it is kind of hard to save, but you want to try to get your priorities straight, get these things out of the way so that you can create that wealth that, that you know, is really the American dream. Yeah, for sure, Tom. Uh, Tom Parks came in and joined us today, and what a great show you put together, Danny. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that, and hopefully it was a service to everybody, and it's a demonstration of what we do, how we think as a fee-only fiduciary. What we do, very simple. Four things, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. Tom, I didn't forget about you. We also help companies with uh, benefits as well. Our five things. I'm starting to sound like the Monty Python skit. Exactly. But if we can help folks, head to the website. You can do it on a weekend. It's AnnexWealth.com. You click that Get Started button. Get going. Don't sit still. September right around the corner. Take a couple of minutes. Fill out that contact form on the website with the Get Started button. Let's talk next week. See you back here next Saturday, 10 o'clock. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ.